Hi, everyone. This is Julia Sotis, and you are tuned into A More Conscious World. Uh, this is the first show of my new revamped title, and uh, I'm using Instant Teleseminar instead so we can have a little more worldwide of a call. Um, today on the show, I have Jonas Fenton, and last week, last week or the week before, uh, we were all at the advanced body class um, in Vancouver, and I had gone to see Fifty Shades of Grey the week before because I was really interested and curious about it, and so I convinced uh, six of my friends in Access to go and see the movie with me, and Jonas was one of them. And it's quite an interesting movie, and it has created a lot of talk. And Jonas is an awesome access facilitator and a really, really strong man. And I'm really, really excited to hear his take on the show. And we're going to do some clearings and some facilitation and just talk about, you know, our opinions on it and and uh, bring up some controversy. So welcome to the show, Jonas. Thanks for being here with me. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So can you just first um, give us a little bit of background about who you are? You um, are newly living in in Dublin. You're Swedish and have been working with Access for five or six years? That is absolutely correct. And before that, I did a lot of things with sales and marketing. And the primary thing I'm doing now is facilitating people in classes and also coordinating a lot of big events all over the world. So... I'm in the fire all over the world, all the time. And I love how you say strong man. Just people imagine me, I can lift like 1,000 kilos in one hand. <laughs> I'm just saying, exactly that's how strong you. I am. In your cashmere sweaters. Jonas is the king exactly. of cashmere. <laughs> if he takes his sweater off and leaves it somewhere, it's gone because I've stolen it and I'm now wearing it. <laughs> You know what? I might, I might be, I might, I want you still to keep on having that strong man vision in your head, but I like the softness of the cashmere. Hey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I say that about you because I've never seen somebody who is, I don't know, like you're just so strong in who you are. You can be masculine, you can be feminine, you can, you know, you you know, I date quite a bit and and are just somebody that women really, really like. And at the same time, you're totally comfortable with who you are and can be anything. So it's cool. You don't see that every day. Um, Thank so that's you why so I'm really much. Excited. Yeah. And I'm, that's why I'm really excited to get your opinion on this, because when I was I'm going to talk a little bit about because I see I went and saw the movie twice because I just thought it was great. And uh, <laughs> and it's very controversial. Uh, but the first time I went and saw the movie was here in Brandon, Manitoba, where I live. It's a small farming community. And I watched the show. And as the people were leaving the show, the looks on the men's faces were horrifying to me. Like, I, there were couples that were, you know, in their 50s and 60s at the show that, you know, the wife said, let's go see this, I'm sure. And the men didn't know what to do with themselves after. Like, there was this huge sense of, like, the, like the show is about abuse, but it's not about abuse. But does my wife want me to do this to her? Am I comfortable doing this to her? Like, I don't really know who I am. The star of the show is a billionaire and who's into this stuff. Like, 
I feel so demasculated. Like it was like this energy that was going around the room as everybody was walking out was like this sense of just not knowing who they were or what they wanted or who they were supposed to be for the woman. And so it was really interesting. And I think that's why I refer to you as strong is because I sat by, I was like, (laughs) I'm sitting by Jonas in the theater because I was so interested to see how you were going to handle it because I knew it would be different the way that, than the way that I had seen the other men handle it the first time that I saw it. So it's just a really different thing. So can you talk a little bit about, well, maybe we should start by telling the people the plot. Yeah, do and that. A little bit what you thought about it. So the the well, the plot is about it's about a twenty three year old girl with uh, she's an English lit major. She looks exactly like me. I like to think. We, we can just call, we can just call her Julia for today. Okay. <laughs> her name is <laughs> her name is Anastasia, and uh, she's living in somewhere by Seattle in a smaller town and she her best friend and roommate is sick they're both university students and so because her her best friend is sick she has to go and interview Christian Gray who's a 30 year old it's completely unrealistic I'm just saying um he, he she has to go and interview a 30 year old billionaire uh, about his life as a young business mogul and in the interview, she says to him, what does she say? She's like, what do you know about business? And he says, business is about people. It's just about people. And I know people. And I've had a very rough upbringing. And I'm very proud of what I've created. And she's like completely, like she's one of those, she's kind of a frumpy girl. She, we find out later she's a virgin. And she, he takes a interest in her and offers for her to be his submissive and live in his, you know, penthouse suite in Seattle with him and ride around in the helicopter and have her own bedroom there. And, uh, but in return for that, she has to, um, you know, be his submissive and be, well, really beaten by him. And, um, and then, but the twist is that I didn't see when I saw it, which I was so excited to go with Jonas is that she was actually the one who, had him by the balls and he was actually the submissive because she called all the shots. So anyway, so that's the storyline. So Jonas, I'm going to hand it over to you and you tell me what your two cents are. Yeah, no, I, I, first of all, I think it's a, it's just a really fun phenomena that is going on at the moment with the whole movie and the whole concept. And I love your description of the, the men that came out from the movie. And also, I have also seen and heard a lot of women having very strong points of views about it. Everything from that, it's extremely abusive, and to that, it's the worst movie ever. And I think, I mean, I have such a different perspective on, on this whole reality and also the phenomena with this, with this movie. And I think all the things that it's bringing up for people, I think it's pretty cool because it's sort of creating that people has to go to question in their life and it will create a different future on the planet, whether that's right or wrong. I don't even have a point of view about, but it requires people to sort of look at themselves and look at the decisions and, and conclusions they have made about everything. And truly, like, I think you know this as much as I do. Like if people walk out from the movie theater 
looking like that or being weird or don't know who they are or what to be. In so many cases, it's just about what they have decided they're not or what they have decided they cannot be. And now they have a reaction because now it's suddenly in their face. Right. I think it's hilarious. I love <laughs> I the way that hilarious. you put that. <laughs> I thought it was funny, too. And I was a little bit, I did go into a little bit of, I feel bad for these guys. But, and it's funny that I say that the first thing that I think of with the movie is, I feel bad for the men. I haven't even really thought about the women. The whole world is out there saying this is a crime against women. And I'm like, this is a crime against men. (laughs) I think it's, It's, yeah, no, it's not. It's not a crime against anyone. And, and look at it. Like if you, if you bring it up to slightly bigger perspective than, than what most people would define it as a man hitting a woman, if you, if you look at the whole energy and the whole concept of the <clears throat> of the movie, it's so much bigger. But we're also not willing to look at what would create a more fun and more easy life for us with less sort of points of views hanging around and just do whatever the <laughs> we want. Instead, mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out how we will be a good person or or a person that I should be, and then we're trying to live up to the, all those standards. And, I mean, how many people do you know that are happy about trying to living up to the standards they have decided or bought as true? It's Yeah, well, it doesn't just, work. It's completely unsustainable. Yeah, it is. And, and then, really, like, if you have seen the movie, please just review it in your universe again. And if you haven't, please go and see it and look at it from a different perspective because – It's sort of a story, supposed to be a story about a man dominating and controlling a woman. And if you really look at what's actually happening, she is actually the one controlling the whole thing from the first time they meet. Like, she's sitting there with with, with a pen between her lips and looking really, really hot and intimidating, sort of (laughs) in a very innocent way. And he cannot stop himself from being interested and attracted immediately. So who's in charge now? It's it totally I mean, and but, there's that there's that point in the movie where he's like like I have to stay away from you. Like I can't do this. I don't want to do this. But hmm. she's the one who keeps reeling him in and he's the one who can't leave. Exactly. And I think that people have such a hang up of of what they have decided is a man beating a woman and a contract that would control somebody. And you know what? I've seen so many, uh, not so many, but I've seen a couple of reviews, and especially from women in this case, that have made these reviews of the movie, and and they are just totally making it the worst movie in the world and just bad criticism and all of that and again I'm wondering like what are you not willing to be that you would have loved to been that you're not choosing because you have all these standards you have decided you need to look up to and now you're really annoyed that somebody else is choosing it and enjoying it and it's also official in the world so now you cannot hide anymore like really you got a clearing on that that's awesome I do I do. Like, all the standards you have decided that you, or bought into that, you need to live up to. 
like, are you willing to destroy and create that? And have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everything that is sounds resilient. Will you destroy and create all? Huh. Yes. Right on, good about putting puck on ice shirts, boys and girls. I mean, again, like, if if you really, truly would be willing to look at it, like, what's the harm here? It, first of all, it's just a movie. Second of all, if people want to do what they want to do, who cares? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah. The, what was I going to say? So, From can I ask you a question? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I I think you have probably read all the books, right? No, I've never read any books. Oh, okay, cool. So I I I've read half or a third of the first one and then I now I know that there's three of them because the movie also ends, so you know that there will be another one. But <laughs> they leave anyhow. it pretty wide open, don't they? <laughs> exactly. So anyhow, um I I know that you really like like the movie and you you sort of like you're sort of intrigued and you you like the whole concept of what's going on so so what what do you like about it like oh i have a fun question let's say that you are um what's actually the name of the actress in the movie except julia her Her name's uh anastasia Steele. anastasia that's her name so if you were her what what is making it attractive to you? I think it's the fact that she's the one who completely controls him. Oh, uh, see. It's just funny because women already do. It's just nobody recognizes it. <laughs> yeah. Like what's that like on your end as a man? Like are you willing to be controlled? Like are like you are. Like do you see it from that perspective? Yeah, but I mean, as a man, and to all men out there, like, they're seriously, like, look into it. Is there any doubt that it's women that is ruling this world? Like, we think that just because it's a man that is president of the USA, or or it's a man in high positions in this reality, we think that men are ruling the world. But really, who's really ruling the world? Who's really in charge? Who's really making the decision? Do you do you do you a lot of times see women trying to get permission to do something, or do you see mostly men doing what women want them to do? Uh, it's just like, I mean, I I don't anymore have any reactions to that. I sort of know that women are sort of in charge in this reality, and and when I don't have a charge on that, I just acknowledge it. I don't try to fight it. I also do have the total freedom of sort of choosing whatever I want with my life and also controlling my life if I want to. But all these things where we're trying to fight and, you know, feminism and we're trying to fight uh, for women or against women or whatever we're trying to do, it's sort of just creating more of that shit. Well, that's what I couldn't, like, it's, it's, an old cliche but like if you what you think is what you create and if you for focusing on that stuff consistently it's just creating more victimhood for women rather than looking yeah. at what is and being like like I've not ever been in a relationship where I didn't wear the pants and I wasn't the one in control and I look around at all of my my friends 
and the women in my life. And it's always the women who have the upper hand and make the decisions. And we make jokes about it. Like, you know, wedding, like yeah. every, I hate, that's what I hate about weddings. I think that it is so incredibly tacky when people make those jokes, about, <laughs> you know, who wears the pants and all that stuff. But it's really the way that it is. And I think that we're not really looking at what is if we think that men are the ones dominating. And yes, there are, you know, countries in the world where women are not allowed. Yeah, to absolutely. And stuff like that. And that's like, that's something that, you know, these sort of arguments come up against. But it's like when 50% of the people who are killed in wars are women like is that when there's gender equality like there is no such thing as gender equality and we have all these weird standards and like victim roles and it's like how much of them are just archaic and don't really actually exist yeah and i mean we are we are aware that we might have a controversial perspective and point of view about this but that's also because we have tried it in our lives and and when i don't have a reaction to to things I also get the total freedom and space to have my own choice. And, I mean, I agree with you. There, There is countries and parts of the world where women are suppressed in a really, really, from my point of view, wrong way. But if you look at the whole Western world, it's more or less everyone, More, I said more or less, also have actually have a choice and has chosen it one way or another. And... <clears throat> And I mean, the movie is also created from the Western perspective. So it's like yeah. also comparing the movie to how they might live in a country where women are totally suppressed and not allowed to, to do this and not to do this. It's sort of also to compare apples and pears. It's not, it's not sort of fair. Right. No, I agree with that. So um, I also. Sorry, I I also just want to say that that if you're willing to look at how this reality actually works, the movie is a brilliant sort of mirroring thing of how this reality actually works. <laughs> yeah. I really, really like what you said at the beginning of the show about how – and I said this to my dad the other day because my dad was like, you went and saw it twice? Like, what's going on with you? What's like, wrong with you? <laughs> like, you're like this sweet, innocent, motivational speaker. Why are you going to see this <laughs> and James movie twice and loving it? And I, yeah. I was like, you know what, dad? Like, I have, from a from a business perspective and a sales perspective, I have so much respect for the writer because there it is such a complex movie that comes from so many different angles and dimensions and like yeah. makes people face their own shit. Like you can't go to that movie and like you said at the beginning, you can't go to that movie without looking at yourself in some way. At like whether you think it's the wrongest thing that's ever existed or you think it's the, you know, the deepest like the deepest urge and need you and sexual desire you've ever had that you haven't opened up like you're going to look at yourself and I think that's the thing I said to who did I I said to one of my friends don't ever bring a man to go see 50 shades of gray if you want to keep him. <laughs> I said that and then funny enough uh, a friend of mine 
uh, in Vancouver brought her, the guy she was seeing with Jonas and I to the movie. And he actually got up and left and they've never spoken to each other again. But it's like, you have to face things in such a strong, like in your face way and question, and question things. It's yeah. like, it, like nothing I've ever seen before in a, in a movie. But it's it's funny because I can see I can see all the people like watching the movie and and sit there in the question. So I wonder if I would like that. I wonder if I if I oh is, would I like that or would she like that? I wonder if she would like. Is that what she's asking of me? I'm not sure. But the funny <laughs> part is that nobody is fucking asking each other. Totally, and I think that's why I got. You're right. It's why I got so much backlash is because it just slams in your face and people don't want to talk about this so they completely reject it because they're not willing to have that kind of communication. And they're exactly they're afraid of having that sort of communication about it. I mean, just sort of just bring it up and talk about it. Oh, actually, that small part I would love to try sometime. Like, can we do that? Or no, I really don't like that. That is really not feeling good to me. Okay, cool. But we it's like we don't have to attach all these points of views if it's right or wrong or anything like that. And and I mean, if you just look at the fact that she is sort of controlling the whole scenario and pulling him in and and then going away and then pulling him in again, which I don't think that most people see because they just see that it's a fight from for him to trying to push her in to sign a contract where he will then own her. Right. But but that's not what actually is going on. (laughs) And at one point he says, like, screw the contract. The contract means nothing. And I think it's because he's just so dynamically controlled by her. I know. Exactly. He is so dynamically controlled by her. So, like, yeah, I wonder who should sign the contract. But it's like the, 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 the movie is not about the contract. Like, so, Julia, do you want to sign my contract? I'm I'm emailing it over to you now, and you can just sign it. I'll fax it back to you, Jonas. You, you can tie me up, but I control you, period. You know? It's like... It's, like, of course, they have created the movie where the man is that character and the woman is that character to to sort of also create this reaction so it becomes a bestseller and a, and a, and a big-selling movie. But it's really funny because she's so controlling the whole show the whole time. I mean, I, I, I can't stop myself, so I'm going to say it there. There is a couple of scenes that are pretty intense, like pretty controversial, like probably something that has never been on the big scenes before. And if you look at them from from how they sort of try to dramatize it and show it to you so it will wake up feelings in you and reactions in you, it is pretty strong. But even for me, there I, I left the movie and said, oh, that last scene, that was actually pretty intense. I... I sort of myself had sort of like a moment of receiving that whole energy, the, the way they filmed it and dramatized it. And then a couple of days later, I was looking at that again, and I wonder why I had that reaction. And then 
I sort of got over myself and sort of, as we do on access language, pod myself on all the reactions I had to that. And then I could so suddenly like, see. What, what, what were your reactions? My first reaction was that that was an energy of abuse in that scene. Um, yeah. That was my absolute first reaction. And then, and then I looked at it afterwards and, and it was kind of, the scene was him hitting her pretty hard. Um, and she said okay to it, to test it, sort of. But they also had had this conversation about whenever you wanted to end, they had different words, safe words, yellow and red. And, and it was sort of a, an abusive energy when I first looked at it and afterwards it was also created in a way where she reacted like that and reacted to it from abusive perspective. But she also never said red or yellow, which could have been her choice. So was it reactive or was she, again, controlling him to see how far he was willing to go? I mean, there's just so many different perspectives on it, and I think we're just so fast to judge what it is. Yeah. Well, and I I do think that the movie will be, for lack of a better word, I mean, the movie is supposed to be a continuation. You know, have you ever seen Twilight, Jonas? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a continuation for Twilight fans. And the way that Fifty mm. Shades of Grey is set up, it is set up for 12 to 15-year-old girls. Like, that is going to be a big demographic. And... It, it, if it's taken in a way that's very cut and dry and it's not questioned and it's not, um, I don't know, it's just not looked at from a, from a questioning, curious eye. It's taken on as some, like a point of view that you have to buy. It is going to send like 12 year old girls like looking for, I'm coming to a point of view here. I don't. I, I have a lot of judgments here. I'm, I'm probably not going to be the best facilitator in this. But it, if it is looked at from from a, like a very cut and dry, unquestioning. But it must be. Is are 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 fourteen years allowed to go and see the movie? Really? Say that again. They wouldn't be. Group. Are are fourteen year olds allowed to go and see it? No, they can't go to the you, theater, but they'll definitely get the DVD. Yeah, no, like they you can will, tell, the, you can tell the way that it's set up that it's for those, like it's for that demographic. Oh, probably you're uh-huh. probably right, and and I mean, I would say, I mean, I'm thirty something, uh, thirty eight. <laughs> I'm thirty eight. Oh yeah, okay. I'm I'm thirty eight, and I mean, I've obviously been through a lot in my life, and I've been working with creating ease in people's lives by acknowledging what's actually going on to create freedom, how you can create your life in this reality from a conscious perspective. So I obviously have a lot under my sleeve to actually not react and just reflect over it instead. But I I sort of agree with you. Like like a 12, 13 or 14-year-old girl, I totally agree with you. Like, they can really get a screwed up point of view about things if they have no one around asking questions and having the willingness to actually facilitate that energy. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to say. And at the same time, it's like they're not victims. But if you don't have the tools, I could really see it. Like, I know that if I was 12 years old and questioning my sexuality and I saw that, I wouldn't have a – well, maybe. I don't know. I, I But that's disempowering as well. I'm, I'm struggling with this because I do have points of view and I want to protect protect certain people and at the same like mm. young girls and at the same time it's not really empowering to them no it's not so what if we actually brought it up in a bigger perspective and and everybody was instead willing to talk about it uh, for what it is instead of trying to hide it from others and trying to judge it or trying to you know, forbid it because it's still going on in the in this reality anyway. It's it's again, it's just a reflection of this reality described in a very sort of aggressive and and excessed way. But it's still just a reflection of this reality. Otherwise, it, no one would actually see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It creates so. It it just goes into a place where we've not been willing to look at ourselves, and I, I think it's cool. Yeah, if people were not, if there was no connection point for people with it from what they perceive in, as this reality, or feel like, or dream about, or fantasize about, there will be nobody see, watching it. You know? No, absolutely. Okay. Um. Um. Can you do a clearing on me about wanting to, it's like a, like a disempowering, like wanting to protect people from it or something? Yeah. So basically just to, I will, and, and thanks for asking that question actually because I love that because I think it's time that all of us are becoming sort of a, an energy that takes lead in this reality and, and stop judging things so we can actually create a different future on the planet because everything that sells well in this reality is because it's creating a reaction. Reaction is always what sells. So if nobody had a reaction, we could also have a different choice. But when you're trying to save someone or protect someone, what you need to do is you need to sort of go into a superior space where you know better than them. And that's yes. why Julia is very correctly saying that it's actually not empowering because when she's trying to save them or protect them, which is a natural instinct too, and, and it's a kind thing to sort of do as well from this reality, you are actually just disempowering them in the way where, oh, you're not, smart enough to get this so this will destroy you sort of does that make right. sense yeah and that and it's that yeah. point of view it's that point of view that i bought for years and years and years that i'm projecting onto these girls that's actually mm. creating an like contributing to the energy of them not waking up like of them not mm. being able to be aware of things for themselves yeah exactly so what have you made so vital about helping and protecting and defending people to create the projection of helplessness and all of that and everything that brought up can we destroy and create that yes 
Why are we good about putting poke all nine shorts, boys and young? I think this energy would apply so much to so many parents out there that instead of empowering their kids to know what they know, they try to protect them from this reality. But hey, one day, all of us will go out in this reality anyway, and we will not have our parents uh, holding our hand. And either we start preparing ourselves how to deal with that now, or we try to protect ourselves up till we're 20, because then we should be able to handle it. But if we're not getting empowered before that, we will not be able to handle it when we're 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, Clear that, too. This is really big for me. I didn't realize that I had this component to this movie. No, but so so if you look at it again, Julia, so, I mean, I didn't come on to facilitate you, but it's sort of like bringing <laughs> up a lot. And, and I'm also curious because you have... You you came with such an excitement and enthusiasm and curiosity and, oh, do you guys want to come and see this movie with me again? I've already seen it, but I want to see it again. And it would be so much fun if you came with me. And, you know, that curiosity of exploring life and living and yourself and 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 other people's reactions and, and all of that, that is also what's sort of driving you forward to become more in the world. And yeah. and so if you look back now, what was like, what was it that really excited you about, you know, we can go to the simple question about seeing it again, but I mean, the bigger perspective would be like, what, what was it that excited you about this whole energy? I think it's just, it, like you said before, it's an energy that I have not been willing to explore and I was really really interested to see what what it would create in other people's worlds and it's hard to put into words like it was just like the perfect fantasy put together because this woman and it's like there's this billionaire and he you know the woman is like the chosen one and but then she's the one controlling him and I think it was just like the the level of fantasy and also I love the helicopter rides and the airplane rides and but it was just like it's hard to put into words it was just the level of it was so unrealistic that it like went into my unrealistic fantasies and like created something for me it's hard to put into words so so yeah because yeah I mean I mean, so so one of the one of the more famous lines from the movie that uh, many of you, even if you haven't seen the movie or read the books, might have seen on YouTube is is when this guy is saying to her like, "Hey, I don't do romance," which is <laughs> oh yeah, so funny. Which is so funny yes. because that's what everybody thinks is what's going on, but the whole movie is just a big love story with a lot of romance and he's the one creating it like, <laughs> totally or maybe he she's actually the, the one creating yeah and and she's the one manipulating him to create it sort of but he's he's driving the romance in the whole relationship or and the movie it's so funny 
That's so true. He's, yeah, he plays her dark songs in the piano, and he's a tortured soul. And I think that's a huge fantasy of yeah. many, many girls, is to find that tortured soul and, you know, make him connect with you and be romantic with you. But really, ultimately, like, she's the one controlling it. And he takes her on helicopter rides that every girl would dream of, and and <laughs> what's the what what those plane called uh, without the motor? No, it's like a it was a glider thing. Yeah, it's like a glider plane without a motor, and it, you know the whole movie, and it's also music in the background, so it's extremely romantic from a total fantasy perspective it's obviously possible but that's sort of like what a lot of people would consider being the most romantic thing a man could do for me you know yeah <laughs> but, but i don't do romance and so, he takes her he takes her out for dinner with his family and she knows his mom and he knows her mom and like they're like families like they are interwoven like it's it's a very romantic movie. Oh, it's a, it's just a love story, to be honest. It's not about. Yeah. It, it's it's just a different love story where where one of the side subjects or whatever you would call it is about S and M and 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 something like that. I I'm not even sure how to describe it, but but again, I really want to go back to the part where they actually do never sign a contract. Sorry, that was a spoiler alert, but they actually never sign a contract <laughs> and <laughs> she's right. still choosing to do all these things and she never says no. Right. So, I mean, and if you do look at the movie, that is probably one of the energy that is clearest presented in the movie that if she would say no, he would actually honor that. Well, he says it every 10 minutes. He says, if you're not comfortable with this, just let me know. And these are your safe words. And if you're not comfortable, and if you're not comfortable. And and it, it actually does feel like that's the truth, right? Oh, yeah, it's the truth. Exactly. So, so I mean, I would say, like, if anybody has, reactions to it oh I, I would say just take a real look at it and and like really is it valuable to hold on to this to these perspectives or is there another perspective that you can take on it and just be with it because first of all it's just a book and a movie <laughs> except, except that I was just going to say it's so much fun. What were you going to say? No, I was I was just going to say, except if you're Julia, it's obviously, since you are the actor in the movie, it's obviously real to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was really it, it, it was so funny. I, I have to tell everybody. Can I tell everybody? Yeah, tell them. So, so we're sitting down at the movie, and I'm sitting next to Julia, and then it, it takes... <laughs> It's five minutes, and then she just leans over to me. And by the way, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I just cracked myself up because it was so funny because I totally get that 
there are actually so many things in the movie that is that energy of like, oh, why wouldn't I want to have this in my life? Totally. I, it's just like, like she has access to, like the choices that she makes give her access to everything. And we talk in access a lot about manipulation and it was a beautiful display of what that can create. It was exciting. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, if you have any sort of uh, judgments about manipulation, uh, I think you should look at this movie and look at how much she's actually manipulating the whole thing all the time because whether you like the word or not, she is. (laughs) And I think that's what consciousness is about. It's about looking at all these things and looking at what actually works and what actually creates a different reality because it's not about sustaining what is here. What is here is is not working. And I think that most people would agree with that. And so it was just neat to see the things that she uses and that she does to create exactly the reality that she wanted to create. And I think that's, Jonas, that is, that's a good description of what I enjoyed about the movie. The whole That's why I had to go see it twice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because it, it actually does have, and I guess that the books must have that if since it obviously uh, having a lot of people drawn in to, in totality and just read the whole book from first to last page in once and then go and get the second one because they just want more of it because it is so seductively manipulating and in so many layers like it yeah. starts with it looks like he's in control and a couple of layers later you actually realize that she's actually the one manipulating the whole thing right and even to go back to what we were talking about with like the 12 13 year old girls like she's a very young girl and she's portrayed as very young and it's pretty interesting to see how somebody like that can control a billionaire or, you know, like has, like, she's the one that's in power. And so even to, like what I was like, the point of view that I had about, you know, that demographic, not, you know, being disempowered or whatever, like, it's like, she, it is empowering because she's the one controlling everything. Yeah, no, she is, and and when you when you're willing to see that, the whole concept of him being a mean guy and she's being a victim is sort of it's just giving you a totally different perspective on that part. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they talk about how he's you know such a tortured soul and how you know his mom abandoned him when he was four and he has all these cigarette burns on his chest and stuff so they do like they they treat it in the movie as abuse and then explain why he has these quote-unquote abusive tendencies so there is that whole angle to it too there is but that's again it's that's what yeah just a story and and i mean 
I so let's also just like I mean, there's so many. I would say there's there's so many elephants, you know, the elephant in the room that is brought up from this reality's perspective with this movie, and and one of them is obviously the the whole part about um, S M S M and and bondage and and stuff like that. But again, yeah. like first of all, I would guess there's probably you know. 10, 15, 20% of the population that are already playing with that in one way or another. Yeah. I do not have You know, to I have fun. to I have to tell this story. When I lived in Winnipeg, I went to a S&M workshop at the local sex shop that was just down the street from my apartment. And mm-hmm. I there was about, there was about 10 people there and I sat in the front row and everybody around me, you know, had you know, was wearing leather and tattoos and big nose rings. And there's, there I am in my purple flowered shirt with my purple flowered <laughs> notebook and my fluffy pink pen. I'm the only one taking notes. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, use rope and duct tape is best used here. And, and then uh, he taught us that use a toothpick over the skin when your submissive is blindfolded so that it feels like the blade of a knife. <laughs> it will create a chill. <laughs> and I'm like taking all these notes. And then this couple gets up and I'm like, I'm like literally right in the front row. And I'm the only one in the front row. Cause I'm like there to learn. I'm taking notes. Like this is a new lifestyle to me. I'm super interested. I'm super excited about it. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but I want to learn. So, so and it's a small sex shop, and it's just like you know, you know, fifteen chairs in the back. Maybe ten of them are full. And then there, uh, two of the people get out of the audience who are dressed in all leather. And there's this huge, tall, six-five guy who's bald, and he's wearing big, big leather um, boots, combat boots, they're called. And then, um, and he's holding a whip and then she is wearing, um, black leggings and a black shirt. And he takes a knife and he cuts off her shirt and he cuts off her legging and she leggings. And she's standing there in her bra and underwear. And, uh, and he, like, it like literally like, like, like two feet from my face. Cause I'm in the front row and it's a small sex shop. And he starts whipping her bum, like, right in my face. And I'm like, whoa, like, is anybody else seeing this? Like, this is wild. <laughs> and it was really exciting. And I was really curious about it. I was like, people do this for fun. Who knew? And she was loving it. And there was no, like, abuse in her world. It was just what they do for fun. And then she was doing it to him, too. And and uh, it was like, wow. And it opened my eyes to this whole world. And uh, it was really, really interesting. And, I, like, I was maybe, I don't know, a 19-year-old university student. It was so interesting. So I guess that this this um, movie brings out that curiosity in me of, like, whoa, this is, like, a crazy, interesting, new, weird way to live. Like, look at these people. Look what they're doing. So it's just, like, whoa, I didn't even know that that was a reality. So the the movie was, like, a continuation of that for me. Cool. I love that story, though. I can so picture you there. Because you're you're this person, like, you're just, like, 
you're just curious and want to know about other things and you don't go into it with judgment. You're just like, oh, I wonder what else I can learn. I wonder if this would be fun and, and, you know, just trying it out when most people are just sitting in their, in their couch at home and just like judging things for being wrong. And instead of trying it, which they secretly want to do, they just keep on judging it the rest of their life, which includes they have to judge everybody that is or might be or maybe is doing it or even thinking about it. She's right. just creating a shitload of judgments. I mean, I mean, even if there is, like, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, or 20% that is already doing stuff like this in probably in very, very different kinds, and I don't have any numbers, I would anticipate that there's probably 30% more that would actually love to try it or do it, but they don't dare to. Totally. Totally. Actually, it's funny. We're talking about this movie and, like, our opinions, and I think the only real opinion that we have is that we don't really have an opinion. It's just an interesting (laughs) point. It's an interesting thing that's worth talking about. (laughs) I know, but I think it's lovely that it's bringing up stuff, and I think it's just another creation from the world that is sort of bringing up questions in the world that will sort of contribute to some sort of change on the planet in the end. I mean, uh, there is always sort of like, you know, every second year or something, there's like this big movie coming that is actually contributing to changing something on the planet. I mean, I would say that Avatar was one of, what was another example of something that just became something everybody talked about and yeah. suddenly people could look at it and hmm, maybe this is not so off topic from what's actually going on here actually I know it's still a story and a movie but hmm, there's something here which is always why they get so successful like if, if it was not connecting with what's actually true nobody would ever fucking look at it Nobody would pay notice. Wow. I've never even looked at it from that way. That's really cool, Jonas. Yeah, no, but people also don't, like, if if something is becoming a hit or or selling a lot, there's, there's always something that it's connecting to, and that's normally what what is the sort of, truth of what's going on in this reality doesn't mean that it's the only way or that there's not a greater possibility but there's obviously something that it connects to otherwise it wouldn't create this sort of phenomena and this big wave of opinions (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's awesome all right well we're pretty much coming to the end of the hour here um I would just be interested to hear, are you facilitating any classes in the future coming up that people could hear Um, about? At the moment, I've had a lot of other things going on, so I actually don't have any any big things scheduled uh, in these 10 seconds. I did my last one I had in my schedule, actually, last week, uh, and now I'm looking at, uh, at all these other bigger events that I'm having a big period coming up for the next three months, but uh, I'm also looking at now and, and creating and scheduling my future. And you're always welcome to, if you're listening to this, like 
look me up, connect with me, Skype me, email me, whatever. I'm, I'm, or Facebook me. I'm, I'm out there and you're very welcome to connect with me. Um, like you and Simone did a call on hosting and being hosted, right? Oh, yes. Actually, that is, that is, is there another probably. one coming up? Because I would like to, I have to, I'm going to be on that one. Yes, there is another one coming up. It actually already started. So we're between oh, the first yeah. and the second call. So you can still join us, Julia. So does. How many calls are there? There are six in this series. Okay, good. Cool. So, oh. so that is actually ongoing, uh, and it's a lot about. Really, it's not that much about hosting or getting hosted. It's way more about creating success and creating the successful life and living you truly desire, and what tools and techniques and awareness you can use to do that. It's actually awesome. <laughs> Awesome. That doesn't sound. I'm being very, I'm very, I'm being very humble when I say it's actually very awesome. But I would actually say that because it has actually surprised me how much it has created. So I'm grateful. Yeah. No, it's incredible. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today. That was a good call. I am. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, that was really, really awesome. Um, So if you haven't seen the movie. Get out and see it. It's lots of fun. Um, and um, if you if you make it fun, <laughs> if you make it fun, if you let it be fun. Um, yeah, and next exactly. week on the sh- <laughs> next week on the show, I have Blossom Benedict. She'll be joining me, and her and I will be talking about generosity of spirit and uh, creating money in abundance. So I'm really looking forward to chatting with Blossom. I know her. <laughs> She's awesome. She's awesome, Blossom. Woo! I wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh-uh. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Jonas. Thank you, too, and talk to you soon. All righty. Bye, everyone. Cool. Cool. Bye.